On this episode, I talk about Facebook video versus YouTube. I talk about bathroom advertising. And I talk about what musicians should do in 2016, 18, 20, 22. You ask questions and I answer them. This is the Ask Gary V Show. Everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 78 of the Ask Gary V Show. First and foremost, I need to uh, give a tremendous welcome to my new wide receiver, Brandon Marshall. The Jets just traded for the Bears receiver, Brandon Marshall. I'm excited about it. Thrilled with the fifth round pick exchange. Uh, we'll see how it works out. I'm sure a lot of you will leave comments saying he's old, he's washed up, and this and that. That's fine. I'll do that deal. Uh, episode 78. Still live streaming on Meerkat. I like that. People are enjoying that. India's here with her long hair. Show it. Show it. And uh, let's get right into the show. Nicole asks, I just bought an indoor billboard company. How do you feel about advertising in the bathroom? Nicole, I'm about to throw a huge curveball. That's a Clayton Kershaw left-handed curveball. It's a fantasy baseball time. You're gonna start getting a lot of fantasy baseball references over the next three to four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, um, eight weeks. I think that I love this. See, one thing that people don't realize is I've spewed about how I think Super Bowl commercials are grossly underpriced. Um, I think people think that I hate all traditional media and it's just about social. The truth is I just care about the attention graph. Show me where the eyes and ears are and I'll show you something I believe in. I believe that when I go pee-pee and I see a sign right here, now look, the truth is, flip it to me. The truth is, more and more lately when I go pee-pee, I'm doing this, right? So the, do, you, do you look at your phone when you pee? Stefan, check. Alex, yeah. check. D-Rock? Yeah. Okay, four for four. So do I think the value of urinal signs is as high as it was three years ago? I don't. Do I think that they're still probably undervalued because people do pay attention? I do. They're better than other outdoor medium stuff, but the vulnerability to, uh, to these urinal signage, which I've always been a historic huge fan of, is the phone culture. Watch this. Stefan, did, uh, did you look at your phone while you were peeing three years ago? You? You? Me neither. And that's super interesting. Chris asks, if Apple could build a car, could Mercedes build a smartphone? Chris, everybody can be in everybody's business if you're good enough. Could Dion and Bo Jackson play both football and baseball? They could, they were good enough. Could I? Neither. You know, like, I mean, the answer is absolutely. Remember, Nintendo started as a playing card company. Sony, which made televisions, decided to become a major player in the video game space. Microsoft became a major player in the video game space. Mobile's going, you know, with the watch, uh, the Apple watch thing's incredible. Apple as a phone provider was a brain twist. We just forget because it just happened. What's that? You like it? You like the show? The mayo's all excited. Um, (laughs) He never gets excited. Uh, So, you know, I think the answer is yes, but what Mercedes has to do is have the talent internally to be able to pull it off. But I believe that the internet is shrinking the middle and infrastructure costs, I don't know what D-Rock's looking at, um, but I, I believe that the internet is shrinking the middle and infrastructure costs, which make me believe that anybody can go into anybody's business if they have the talent. Uh, and so I think that will play itself out. So I do believe 
that uh, this will be a good video to make and I'll enjoy watching this in 15 years. I do believe three to five to 10 major companies in certain genres, as we see Google going into self-driving cars and the question at hand, which is a great question, I, I can see, I'm gonna make some predictions here. So, I don't, and I'm not usually right with my predictions. I'm a fast advisor and then I execute. I'm not a great predictor, but I will say this, Nike, feels like a company to me that will pull off being in a business that none of us can wrap our head around right now. I'm going with Nike. Um, I also think Starbucks has the potential DNA to do it. Um, And then I think somebody rogue and old that we disrespect, whether it's IBM or GE, you know, I think somebody more traditional is gonna go into a business that none of us would expect. And by the way, before I go to the next question, your snow shot was tremendous and that's why we love having people ask questions on Instagram. Broadway's next hit musical ass. We're an improv comedy group that performs both in New York City and throughout the country. How do we use social media to get input about each town we'll be performing in ahead of time so that we can create unforgettable shows full of in-the-know references? Broadway's next hit musical. Let me answer this question for you. It's called A Very Simple Tactic That I Used to Over-Index in Social in 2007, 8, and 9. It's called listening. You go to twitter.com slash search and you search the zip code of the town you're coming into and it will show you every single person tweeting in that town. You read the comments and then you make references to being in the know. You're welcome. Hi, it's Tanya Mercer and the question is about Facebook videos. In one day, I posted a Facebook video that got 2,500 views. It took me that long to get that many views in one year on YouTube. Do I continue with YouTube or should I focus on Facebook? Tanya, great question. Um, First of all, I wanna make sure that you got 2,500 views and not 2,500 impressions. So I need you to pause, go back and look at the impressions numbers and the views numbers because that's where people are getting a little bit confused tactically, practitionerly in the trenches on Facebook. The answer to your question is both. Like you should be making YouTube videos, you should be making Facebook videos. Uh, Most of the content should be the same. You're able to kind of, if you edit, you now have the luxury of these tremendous athletes and they can uh, and they can edit and 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 do some screenshot previews and do some different things that are more native to to Facebook, more native to YouTube. Your call to actions to share can be different. There's some nuances, but I have a feeling if you create a very effective pre-roll and post-roll that are both native to Facebook and YouTube, the answer is both. Because you never know where somebody's gonna see you and then it allows you to pop. One view on YouTube can change your life. It could be Oprah. JSK Drums asks, what advice would you have for musicians wanting to make their living playing music in the 21st century? Justin, thank you so much for your question. Amazing picture. Great job to have your community give you some love and it allowed me to see this question. I'm really excited to answer this question. You know, I I think the answer is, You know, as a musician, you need to be everywhere where the people that care about your genre of music are. And obviously the youth is an over-indexing play. So, look, if you're not on SoundCloud, if you're not on Snapchat and Vine and Instagram, then you're not living to a 25-year-old and under. And I think that's an important place for you to be. So one, you need to be putting out content everywhere. Once you build the leverage, there's ways to monetize, right? Brands are gonna continue to pay for music, live events will happen. I think what really matters is 
creating content and putting them out on all these platforms and then interacting with your audience, right? So it's not good enough to just put out the song and get it, use DistroKid and get it out everywhere and then it's on every platform. Great, it's on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify. Great, that's fine. But then how do you actually harness, like what is being a musician? It's always been, look, Grateful Dead and Fish, those are very successful bands because they actually have a community and what happens is people that are very hardcore about music, I'm not one of them, but the reason they make fun of pop music is it's fleeting, right? It, it sits for a second and then goes away. The best pop music, you know, the Madonnas, the Michael Jacksons, the Justin Timberlakes, they cultivated community. You have, be- you know, it's so funny, everyone's like, woe is me, you can't make money with tools anymore. Do you know how many people have popped and made money because of YouTube and Vine and Snapchat and Instagram? that would have never been signed 15 years ago and then would have had to just go on and do what they, so what's happened my friend is there's less people at the tippy top. There's less, there's less acts, right? There's not 50 people anymore making a quadrillion just on selling music. But what's happened is the internet has created a longer tail. And so there's a lot more people right now, a lot more people making thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands. And I've gotta tell you something. If you're an artist and musicians are, you just want to be able to do your art. Do you know how many people are happy making $41,000 a year from AdSense or a random show or things of that nature who now because of modern technology can make $41,000 a year and play their music who had to do something else 15 years ago to make $41,000 because you couldn't make $41,000 playing your music? So my friend, we're in the long tail. We're in the long tail. You want to make enough to really crush it and play your music? Well, then you've got to care about the audience. One by one by one by one. And you've got to do things for your audience. And what I mean by that is you've got to start using tools like Meerkat and create behind the scenes footage. You have to keep innovating. You have to keep making that connection. You have to keep taking away the velvet rope. I mean, look, Meerkat is a preview to the fact that I'm going to be wearing wearable devices and you guys are going to be following me everywhere I go all the time, always. Truman Show, bitch. The Vaynerchuk Show. It's coming. Get ready. Get your fucking popcorn because I'm coming at you. And that connection is the game. So that's episode 78 in the bag. Uh, All the people watching on YouTube, I need you to subscribe to the podcast. I'm getting very obsessed with this right now, getting a little competitive, throwing a little bit of right hooks. Let's link these up, DRock down below, whatever. Uh, Please, and review the show, I need that love. Please, that means a lot to me. Question of the day. Will you, when this technology comes, will you, right, will you Truman show your life? Or will you consume Truman shows? Give me a breakdown. Zero putting out content, 100% consumption. Zero and zero, because you won't do either. 100 putting it out and zero consuming. Tell me how you're gonna break down the future. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. By the way, India did a shit job and didn't show me the bathroom ads while I was explaining it was urinals. Not like the ones she has. I get it, but you could have stopped me while I was doing my whole urinal, you know, explanation. Those doors I like. I mean, you know, again, it's a shock value. They haven't been indoors in the past, and again, in five years we'll all tune them out. But for the first beginnings, I kind of like it. I mean, the bathroom is a captivated place. I'm a fan of marketing there. I want to be in charge of picking the picture. <laughs> we may have to go in the bathroom and take a picture with Meerkat. All right, let's go. <laughs> Yeah.